Thank you, Dande, for joining us this special episode of Wongo Podcasts. So I just wanted to maybe Citron has been in the headlines for the past couple of weeks. I wanted to provide you a platform to quickly clarify and to respond to some of the issues that pertinent issues pertaining to that. So maybe a quick one. First of all, Happy New Year and welcome to the episode. Happy New Year to you too, and thanks for hosting me. Appreciate it. So let's dive right in. So first of all, how is Saiton doing so far and how is the situation so far and what are you into these days? Depends on how you look at it, of course, uh, it's challenging times and it will remain challenging until we are done with the restructuring of the 14 billion portfolio. So on the positive side, Saiton is around, doing very well on the regulated side, the pension business, money market business, and on the construction side, Alma is at the final stages, that's phase four. To put it into context, it's a 500 unit project. So it's going to take time. We've re- delivered 300 units occupied. We still have another roughly 200 units to go. So that's on the positive side. On the challenging side is what in the headlines. The 4,000 old investors, both institutional and individual who have put in roughly 14 billion shillings into real estate projects and that portfolio stopped performing in terms of taking in new money in 20, in the year, I think 2020. Now we are seated here in 2023. We are still debating what to do with the portfolio. And as you can imagine, where there are 4,000 people, there is a diversity of thoughts. There are those who say liquidate CHYS. There are those who say restructure. There are those who are seated, essentially passive, waiting to see what happens. So those are the things that you're seeing in the media in terms of the decision or the order that the judge... Maybe to on that order specifically, because you also dispute maybe the characterization that has happened in the newspapers as regards what the judge actually said. So maybe from your perspective, what exactly did the judge rule about and what did he say? And maybe before that, you could maybe provide a bit of context for those who don't know what exactly the two projects that I have issues are all about. Okay. So the two funds that have issues are Cyton High Yield Solutions, not to be confused with Cyton High Yield Fund. One has an S, the other one has an F. The F is the regulated one that has no issues, operates even as of today. The Solutions is the privately placed fund. So Cyton High Yield Solutions and Cyton Project Notes are both privately placed. And those are the funds that have become illiquid, essentially meaning you have more investors wanting to pull money out than what the assets themselves, or rather money coming into the fund, either through new investment or through pay downs from the real estate projects. When that happens, then you have to stop withdrawals, either totally or partially, same way the largest real estate fund in the globe, Blackstone, did recently. So you have to stop withdrawals or at least stage withdrawals so that you don't collapse the fund. That's what we did sometime in 2020. Come 2021, it was clear that we were not going to revive this particular fund. So we hired an administrator and I'm just giving context before then we go to what the judge did. We hired an administrator to then um, restructure this fund. If you want to restructure under a court-appointed administrator and the benefit is that you go under a court-appointed administrator, you get a moratorium. That means any of the investors cannot then sue the fund during the period of administration. So we got an administrator and fortunately it did not work well. The restructuring was really slow. After one year, still at the initial stages, 
So some investors then got frustrated and then decided that, look, this administration is not going well. This fund up enjoying a moratorium while no restructuring is taking place. Now, unfortunately, the investors thought that that was a making between Cyton Investments, the fund manager and the administrator, nothing further from the truth. Cyton was just as equally frustrated with the administrator as, as the investors were also frustrated. So they went to court and asked the judge, we want the administrator thrown out and the restructuring done under the official receiver. The judge then, and now I've now gotten to the issue of the orders, the judge then gave the orders, but went further than what the investors, and these are not all the investors, some of the investors, they went further than what some of the investors that uh, bargained for, essentially said, I'm sending it to the official receiver, that's the CPN portfolio. And instead of asking the official receiver to restructure these funds, I'm asking it to liquidate these funds, essentially look for all the assets of CHYS and CPN, bring them directly, liquidate them, but you get, pay it to the creditors. So that was the order from the judge. Uh-huh. And then your response was that we will fully cope. We will not challenge the conclusion to quote the response that you gave as a company. The principal partner will not be challenging that conclusion unless we get written instructions from a majority of investors to challenge the liquidation order. We will fully cooperate with the official receiver in the liquidation of the two funds. Could you then maybe perhaps provide a bit of context to that response from you? Okay, what we meant is this. Remember the assets for these two funds are loan note instruments. The same way if you buy, let's say, a government bond, you have a, a financial instrument as your asset. You don't own the land in Kenya. You don't own the buildings that the government owns. You don't have access to the physical property today. You cannot hold, unless you had an instrument that gave you access to a particular property, you cannot own T-bills or government bond and then say, if the government doesn't pay me, then I'll go get one of the building after your center and liquidate it. That's not the way it works. What the judge said, and I'm using government bonds so that it can come alive. What the judge said is liquidate the asset, the financial instrument that you hold as CA2ICPM. CA2ICPM holds a financial instrument the same way an investor would, own, would hold a T-bill for the government of Kenya. If then you have to liquidate the T-bill, you have to then go to the issuer of the T-bill and say, I'm calling in my investment. So when then the official receiver goes to call in this investment, depending on which special purpose vehicle, the special purpose vehicle is the actual real estate, the actual operating company. And let us use the Alma as a good example, because Alma is our biggest development and the most advanced in terms of ongoing projects. If you go to the Alma, you will find a bank that has the first charge, and these are registered charge. So you cannot move until you have had that conversation with the first registered pretty under the Alma. After the bank, there's another lender called CHYF the regulated fund that I told you about. That's one of the places where it has put some of its, its money. The core project might not be performing for CPN, but if it has enough to service the bulk debt, the bulk lender will have no issue. If it has enough to service CHYF, 
the CHYF lender will not have any issue because one of the questions that we keep getting is, wait a minute, how come CHYFs, yeah, it's not performing, but then it's performing at the senior level. It means the little cash that is coming in is sufficient to service the senior lenders, but it's not enough to service the subordinated lenders. So going back to the issue of official receiver, if the official receiver then comes in, what we expect would happen is that they would have to sit and have a conversation with the registered lenders in each of these um, real estate projects and decide how they want to move forward. So when people are saying the judge said liquidate real estate projects, that is not correct. If you go look at the orders, it was to liquidate CHYS CPL. Okay, so in terms of liabilities for CHY CPL, it's around 14 billion, you say. What's the, the asset side looking like for these two? Now, it depends on the scenario. If you say the asset as of today, the asset, as I say, is a commercial instrument. So what really, if I paraphrase your question, is what is the asset directly and indirectly? Because indirectly is to go, in, to go into all those, all those projects. Now, if our view and we have shared in our restructuring plan, if you went and just said all the estate projects, and assuming there is no challenge in terms of litigation, because these are property rights and they are subject to a lot of litigation, but let's put the litigation aside and say everybody says it's fine. Let's just auction it for what we can get today. Our estimate, which we've shared with investors, is that at best, we think they would get a 14% of the value. Because what then it means, if I to use an example, Alma phase four, you are saying, I will not complete the apartments. So I will sell them incomplete for any buyer. Now, of course, you're going to get very depressed prices. So we've gone through each of the assets and say, if they were just sold incomplete, then the person who will benefit are the senior lenders and the things that are incomplete, the depressed pricing that you get by selling them would actually, the person who would hold that loss would be the junior lender who is here to ILCPL. So our estimate is that first you get around 14%. Now, if you were to go to a restructured solution where you are saying, let me sell some assets, let's say the land in Kilimani, send some cash, to the investor so that they begin to see some of the cash coming back and they use some of the cash to complete some of the projects so that they can sell a completed apartment. In that particular scenario, what we are saying is that we would be able to pay 100% of the principal under the restructured scenario. And because not much has been happening between 2020 and uh, 2023, we would ask them to waive the interest from 2020 to 2023. And essentially then waive the interest for the last two to two and a half years and then get 100% of your principal back. And it would be subject to very clear milestone. If we sell this asset, this is how the cash flow is going to be divided. So that's what we think is the best solution for investors right now. And however, the section of investors that went to court, I don't know whether as individuals or as a group because there's really no notice of a meeting that then passed a resolution to go seek this move to the official receiver and for liquidation. 
Okay, so then I'm trying to dissect a bit in terms of the investments for C- CPN and CHYS, where they are. Are there these investments that co-mingled with the other funds or is it something you can distinctly identify? This actually belongs to CHYS and CPN. Are they co-mingled with the other regulated funds that you have? So? No, I don't want to say it's co-mingled. Right. I'm going to use an example today. If you have real estate that you are developing, Let's even assume, uh, which is in the classic uh, example of, of a real estate arranger or a developer that site on real estate is, you will go get a landowner who has land, but does not have money or know-how. You will put this land into a company, what we call a special purpose vehicle. Now you are going to have an equity holder linking that special purpose vehicle. Then you are going to go and borrow money from a bank. You will have the bank having a debt instrument into that special purpose vehicle. You are going to get another fund like CHYS to lend into this same special purpose vehicle. And for for the sake of bringing it alive, let's call that special purpose vehicle the ALMA. So you will have CPN lending into the ALMA. You will have CHYS lending into the ALMA. Each of them is holding distinct financial instrument into this vehicle. That that financial instrument clearly defines the order of cash flows as cash comes in. So as cash comes in, it will first serve the senior lender, the first ranking senior lender. Then it goes into the second ranking senior lender, then the third ranking senior lender. So it is not commingling of cash by any chance. It is an asset that is financed by different people, different securities. So that's why you'll find that the senior lenders are willing to accept 10 to 12%. That's why they are at the top. Then the junior lenders are willing to accept another level return, CHYF 14%, CHYFs 14%, CHYFs up to 18%. So the more you are return, the lower you rank in terms of structure and this is embedded in the investment agreements and for the senior lenders these are even like lands so there's no way to rearrange that contractual document in terms of cash flow so i don't know if that clarifies the funds cannot be commingled but the asset project is financed by different financiers but their priority in terms of cash flow is very clear so if I get it correctly, then you have this, say, Palma has these different funds that are invested in it. So the, what was the ultimate goal in having all these funds and not having maybe one fund to do the investments in Palma in this case, like in this hypothetical case we've created? That is the typical nature of real estate investment. In fact, I'm even forgetting about another financiering this thing, the pre-sales people also put in cash, the contractor, their retention. They do all construction, but 10% they can't get out. They also lend into the project. Real estate requires an inordinate real estate and infrastructure. These are ventures that require a lot of cash and they are also long-term. So no single source of funding can advance real estate in a massive way. If you're going to do 40 units, one one development of 40 units as an individual developer over a three-year period, you can afford putting your own equity, your own land, then go to the bank and get funding. But if you want to do real estate 
on a large scale that is going to have impact in terms of the housing deficit, you are going to require funding from any person or any institution that has funding. What then you have to do, and that is what I would consider the second differentiation, how do you structure how the money flows into the investment in a way that meets both the investments need for cash and the investors' risk appetite. So if you are investing, let's say, for the bank, you know very well to get a bank loan, even that's highly regulated entity, they will need a first-ranking charge of the title. That means they actually have the title with them or with their lawyers. So that's why they will come in as first-ranking individuals. Then the next are people who are willing to accept a second or third ranking um, charge on the assets. So the short answer to your question is that is the typical nature of real estate investments. You go to global markets and look at a real estate uh, project, find it being financed by all sources of funding. And those sources of funding will have to be arranged in a manner that they are not conflicting with each other. You cannot have one title have actually you can in the developed world you can even have three banks both having senior a senior charge on the land but they have a way to deposit that title to some sort of trustees who will then administer it on their behalf so you can structure real estate in a all manner of ways and that's the opportunity that we actually see in this country so the next question i had was about you had these plans at the beginning and then of course these two have caused a bit of problem so if you had to go back to the beginning, what would you do differently about maybe CHYS and CPL? And then what maybe had, what went wrong with those two, given the others are seemingly doing well? No. Okay, you asked the question that what I would call somebody who comes into this with an open mind. That ought to be their first question. What went wrong? And maybe the next question, what can we do differently? Now, in terms of what went wrong, First, we took on too many projects. Looking back, the funding model and the market, because what we are doing here, no, nobody has raised, and you see the 14 billion is from high net worth individuals. People can put in at least a million shillings, 100,000, 10 million as an individual. We have another 5 billion from our Finnish investors. So we have raised 20p across across 10 projects. I don't think any other brand has been able to do that. Just put it into context. Listed real estate, where you can go to any individual to raise money, the total amount that has been raised by Fahari Irit was 4 billion shillings. So you can argue that the listed REITs market over the last 10 years has delivered 4 billion in terms of fundraising. Here's one brand that has raised 20p. So there is appetite for real estate. There's appetite for yield, you just have to structure it the right way. So we took on too many projects. Looking back, we would not take on, on as many projects as we did. But remember, this was not being done in the dark. Every quarter, we report to a board of investors themselves. Even this thing of administration, I hear people saying Edwin took CHYS or the CEO took CHYS into administration. The resolution to take CHYS and CP into administration was passed by the investors themselves through a board of directors that they themselves elected. The resolution is there. Even though we took on more real estate projects than we should have, the fact is it was done in open daylight. So with the benefit of hindsight, I wouldn't do it. The firm wouldn't do it. And the investors wouldn't do it. So it's not like 
this was just being managed by the managed fund team in darkness. So we would not do that. That I think is the original scene, taking on too many projects. However, let us not forget the environment we are operating in. This is an innovative structure. You need to ask yourself, what if this innovative, innovative structure was being fronted by members of establishment? I won't mention their names, but would it have this kind of ups and downs? What if the regulator was supportive and took time to understand what the challenges and how can we help? Rather than oh, also banding together with the crowd and saying, oh, I'm going to launch a criminal investigation. The environment has not been, the regulatory environment has not been supportive. So yes, we had the original scene, but the regulatory environment has done a lot of damage to something which from just before you jump in, I don't think there is any path to funding the housing deficit because the banks will not do it. They cannot take that kind of, of risk. And even in terms of capital allocation, government has no cash other than to pay debt and the current expenditure. You will have to come into what we call structured finance. I want to do real estate. I'm going to come up with a structure that brings in all these different sources of funding to do real estate development. And then in terms of, by the way, what was the inspiration for the structure that you have, that, that you created at Saiton? We did, while at my former employer, we did an assessment of returns by asset class. And we found that real estate could sustain a superior yield than fixed income and a superior return than fixed income and equity and the more sustainable over a long period of time. And yet it had the least amount of institutional brands behind it. If you talk about banking, very many brands. If you talk about insurance, very many brands. It is a huge asset class. At any particular point, somebody is seated in a real estate, working on a real estate, yet there's nobody who's been able to institutionalize this in a manner that gives the ordinary investor access to us, that asset class. So that was the inspiration. And of course, not just for return of money, say, you also then have an impact, which was the second inspiration. We want to build communities like the Alma, where you never have to wonder, if I turn on my water, will there be water or will, will it be a dry tap? Since we moved people into the Alma, we've never had any dry taps. So we wanted to make sure that the experience from where you drop on the road, taking your matatu into the development is a good experience. Open play, playing field, comprehensive lifestyle and offerings. You don't have to have your kid playing and, in, and interacting with cards, elevated play gardens. So the inspiration beyond returns was to bring comprehensive world-class level communities here in Nairobi. And I think we've done it with the Alma. A final question then would be, if you would want, if you had a message maybe to speak directly to investors who are worried with CPM, she address and all people out there, maybe to really speak to them directly, tell them what you would want as a CEO to, to see in these two projects and also like in the other projects that you're working on, in terms of their perception also the site and the site of brand, what would you say? Maybe speak to them and directly. A couple of things. One, we sincerely regret that the portfolio has gotten where it is. We are sorry for that. And we are doing everything humanly possible. Two, for those who are keen on getting value, there is absolutely no better path 
than restructuring. However, those who believe in liquidation, it's their entitlement or their right to do so. But I can't think of any because I'm first and foremost a professional when it comes to investment and I have the duty to give the best professional view or advice that I catch. I can't think of a better solution than to restructure the portfolio. If you want to then restructure, unfortunately, when you were, you were an investor, you were passive investor, taking the return and also the risk. Once you move into official receiver world or administrator, you become a creditor that now needs to vote and take a view. And that requires some knowledge. So you need to take some time and really get the information so that as these news headlines are flying by, you can satisfy yourself whether they are valid or not valid, whether they're informative or misinformative. So if then they can understand what is going on and take an informed view, the problem we have is binary. It can take a long time if people are not constructive. And the last I checked, the official receiver, as of December 2022, was announcing, was taking steps on some things that went to the official receiver in the 1990s. So things can take a long time. But at the same time, we have observable assets that if we were put in the market at the right price, it is only a matter of three, six, nine months before cash then begins to flow. So the, how can I put it, the conundrum on this particular issue is that the problem is at once very complex, but also very easy. If people were to work together and say, let us put these assets for sale, what we can get cash for, we take the cash and this is how we shall divide the cash. We are in a situation where currently you cannot even sell the assets because the judge's orders were twofold. One was liquidate CHYSPN, preserve the actual real estate project so that you can discuss with the official receiver in that particular liquidation process. So the message really is that we need to find a way to work together to resolve the portfolio in the interest of the creditors. And what does reserve here mean? Reserve means set aside because that's also something that was in the papers. Oh, no, they didn't reserve. Judges ordered said preserve. Preserve means you cannot now go and sell the real estate the way you sold before. Let it stay the way it is. Go discuss with the official receiver. They have not handed it to the official receiver. Neither do they even have the powers to hand it to the official receiver. It would have to be a litigation and search that leads to an order hand it over, preserve, what they say is preserve the real estate project. That means you cannot dispose of the land. If I were to put it in terms of practical effect, you cannot dispose of the land or the apartments until you, the creditors and the official receiver, agree in the manner of disposal. If you can agree, if you can't agree, you just go back to court. Seems like it's going to be take a while for a lot of these issues to be resolved. What would be the best resolution out of this? Is it the best then to sit down with the creditors and say, okay, let's complete this project, put in a bit of more money and get to the end and then sell everything and then we're able to give you back the money that you need? The best is, I think, what we are now doing. We are telling investors, if you are interested in a restructuring, sign here. And here is the form of restructuring. And we will go to own 4,000 of them. If we are then able to get, because remember before with the administrator, we didn't have that power. The restructuring had to be done with through the administrator. Now the creditors have kicked out the administrator. And unfortunately, they have to be candid on that one. 
I was totally with them. The administration was stuck and was not moving. I think it was a good idea to say, to hell with this administration process, let's try something else. Now that we are out of administration and in the hands of the official receiver, we can wait for the official receiver to get this file and pursue a liquidation by engaging each of those assets. Or the creditors can sit and say, one, let's be candid. People can say whatever they want, but there is no money that has been lost. Nobody can tell you money left account A to account B, therefore money was stolen. There is nothing like that. That's why it just remains a rumor, but not an iota of the evidence. Number two, management did not do anything that we did not know. They didn't say they'll take money, go invest in real estate, but we found them investing in agriculture or in oil and gas. They did exactly what they told us they would. Things have not then worked out. Now, the only, or not the only, the most optimal thing then that we ought to do is figure out what can we salvage out of this. And to salvage, that means we'll be complete the projects that are incomplete, send projects that have not started where it's just bare land, and agree a structure that will have a lot of transparency and visibility so that investors can have can bring back the trust and say, yes, we think we will get this money if we work with management. And also remember, there is a partnership agreement because all the two funds are under a partnership structure, limited liability partnership. Those partnership agreements allow them to throw off management or rather to fire management or to get another fund manager. If 70% of them agree, they can also say to hell with this management team, to hell with Cyton. We want to go hire another investment manager to do this for us. They also have a right to do that if the issue is the brand that is managing their assets. Okay. In conclusion, though, are there any maybe closing thoughts that you wanted to give as we close the podcast? Because it should be available. So for me, the closing thought is we know that there is a housing deficit in terms of the housing that are required. It's a national priority. And even the houses that are coming into the market, we know very well that in terms of of living, they are below standard. People are providing you shelter roof over your head. They don't care whether you will always have water. They don't care whether you will always have power. They don't care where your kids play. They don't necessarily spend a lot of time on the security infrastructure. We have a model as troublesome as it is. I couldn't think of a more compelling model in this market today, people talk about housing, but you ask them how will it be funded? Nobody tells you a straight answer, whether it's private sector or government. Where will this money come from? If you talk about 200,000 houses a year, and even if each house what cost 2 million shillings, you're talking about hundreds of billions of shillings. Where is that money going to come from? I think what we call structured financing for real estate, where you go to people and structure the investment as a yield, calculate that the real estate can support it, is the most compelling idea in the market today. And that's why even with all the attacks, it's still standing. The assets are still there. So to be good for people to look at, what is the challenge? How can we make this better? Why didn't this work out? As opposed to the negativity of, oh, there's something wrong, but they can't possibly tell you with specificity. Neither can they take the time as you and to try and understand what are the issues. So for this market, let's take time to understand the issues 
in structured financing of real estate and try and make it better if we are going to attack issue of housing deficit and affordable housing. All right. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. And hopefully there's a quick resolution to the matters at hand. All the best and thank you so much. Thank you, Chuan. Thanks for hosting me. Really appreciate it. Okay.